It's easy to say films and cricket are two of the biggest forms of uh, entertainment in India. I mean, and I don't have any numbers to back it up, but I'm uh, coming to this conclusion based on my existence in my ecosystem, growing up in Delhi, now living in the suburbs of Boston for the more than 25 years. So whenever a good film comes out, I make it a point to go watch it. Uh, not because of COVID, recently I'm unable to do it, but uh, be it a Shah Rukh Khan film or Amir Khan film or, you know, Ranbir Kapoor film, I, I make it my way, you know, to the lo- local theater. And then same applies for cricket, like I mentioned in the last podcast, that in 99, when the Dish Network was launched, I paid a hefty amount as a student and got the first ever cricket World Cup or the first ever cricket live telecast in the US. So today's conversation is going to be a bit of a film with an accent and a bit of cricket with an accent. And I have a very able voice. A rising film critic, uh, Uday Bhatia, joins me uh, on the show and we'll be talking the connection that hasn't been established for fans of my generations. And Uday will help unpack you know, how a film critic sees this kind of evolution. So welcome to the show, Uday. It's, a, it's an absolute joy to have you here. And let's hope... I, I'm way out of my depth when I talk about films, but uh, I'll try to keep it very elemental and hopefully you can, you can unpack with your nuance you know, how the two disciplines you know, rule in our society and uh, is there an overlap uh, and do films capture cricket in the way that, uh, you know, a lot of the purest fans would want to see it. So, yeah, floor is yours. Uh, it's an absolute honor to have you here. Uh, thanks a lot, Sakib. Um, uh, I was very happy to be on this. I, uh, uh, I'm a bit of a lapsed uh, tennis viewer myself. So I'm, uh, I'm hoping to hear your views about how tennis uh, has been done on film at some point during our conversation after we uh, talk about cricket. Um, so, yeah. sure, I'm, I mean, my humble, you know, listening base knows I'm a bigger tennis fan. Tennis with an Accent is the original podcast that gave way to cricket with an accent. And I was joking, you know, like, uh, of course, you know, it's a hobby. So I joked a few months ago before I even thought idea of hosting you. I said, I should do some film interviews because, you know, that's along with food. Those are my four biggest passions. And my sister joked, she said, don't even go there. You know, you really think you know films to be even having a conversation. And that was the end of it. But then the 83 trailer released and a lot of uh, the voices, at least uh, the same voices on Cricket Twitter, were not too happy with the trailer. Of course, I don't know what their view is. If they've seen the movie, they thought it's over the top. Then, you know, me and a few others have a little chat. So look, it's a Kabir Khan film. You knew over the top was going to be the theme. It's, larging, it's reaching to a larger audience. And, uh, and so and so. And then, you know, I thought of reaching out to you and uh, you were kind enough uh, to take time out. So just an introduction. I'm sure everyone who listens to me knows you because, you know, I'm you know really not a Twitter presence and you have a body of work. But you are the... Uh, Mint Lounge. Uh, just give us uh, a brief intro. Uh, you know, how you yeah, arrived yeah. to the Mint Lounge. Of course, you did a, a great podcast for the scene and unseen. But anyone who hasn't, you know, got the whiff of it, just uh, in in few lines, say, you know, what your film journey has been. Right. So I'm uh, currently the film critic at uh, Mint Lounge, which is a weekly newspaper in, in India. Uh, I write uh, uh, exclusively for them. So I review films and I, I, I write uh, f- film pieces uh, about like various trend pieces and uh, I speak to people and uh, uh, so on. Uh, before that, I'd worked with uh, Time Out uh, in Delhi, again, as, as a film critic. So it's been about uh, 12 years for me uh, as, as a critic. And uh, I recently uh, brought out my first book, 
uh, it's called uh, bullets over bombay satya and the hindi film gangster uh, it's about a, a very influential uh, film uh, from the late 90s called uh, satya it's uh, it's directed by ram gopal varma and it was a huge influence on the films that came after that so uh, that came out late last year uh by the way yeah uday you know again going back to the scene and scene podcast he and amit broke break down that book along with uday's film journey so if you haven't listened to that yet please go and listen to it and uday recommends a lot of good books along with you know his own book which is a must buy and the only reason i'll go on air and say i haven't bought the book is i have a bad habit of buying books and not reading or finishing them so the book you recommended and there's a book you recommended thousand films before you die right that's also a book you recommended in yes. the podcast yes david so those Thompson. two i yeah yeah so i've uh, you know read reviews of both those books on amazon and it's on my list but i'm just trying to be little organized in my own way i have bought like you know so many books during the pandemic and yeah i'll admit it here's my own podcast yeah i have a i think a reading disability or some sort of a you know i i get distracted too easily so i said to myself let's finish few of these before i uh, buy more so all so, all of us yeah <laughs> now i think you are like you are a test player when it comes to reading and i am a a uh, medan player from the ramlila ground no comparison the kind of reading you must have done to write the stuff you write so yeah uh, believe me not in the same room so from the podcast i clearly remember you said you're not a movie buff film came to you a little later in your you know in your evolution as a student when you moved to delhi what was your relation to cricket as a uh, as a young guy growing up in lucknow then moving to delhi Uh, i was deeply into cricket uh, as, as as most of my friends also were and uh, i watched i watched it fairly religiously as a school school kid uh, i played it uh, not at any like significant level but i i did play it enough to just realize that it's very difficult to do those things well uh, so uh, i, I uh, it gave me at least that much appreciation so i was definitely like a bigger cricket fan than i was a movie fan uh, growing up and uh, it's it it was maybe towards the end of college and the start of my mba that i started getting into film in a major way uh, and uh, uh, around that same time i started uh, reading a lot of um, uh, film criticism also just like reviewers writing books uh stuff like that and and through that i'd find out uh, uh more films and then i'd look those up and those were around the time that you know dvds were starting to uh become uh, uh easily available out here especially like the second hand ones that you go and buy in their little plastic packets and uh, i i i watched a lot of those and i i think by the time my mba was finished i was suddenly a, a very big film buff but it happened uh, it it happened quite suddenly and a little later in life than i think for most film critics yeah no i remember listening to that part and you mentioned also you had then started uh looking into a lot of uh, international material available palika bazaar was in avenue what is palika bazaar today i haven't i haven't been to delhi in 17 years and i know oh, really? in the age of streaming is that still the place to go get like a rare dvd or uh i i don't know i haven't been to palika in a very <laughs> long time myself but i i'm sure the the dvd shops are now long shut because no, nobody no. has the players anymore out here everyone no. is just streaming i i i think i'm a, a a very 
a rare um, film writer out here who actually watches DVDs and Blu-rays. I think most people just stream stuff. Yeah. So how? So if you're looking for an international film, are you still available? Uh, I mean, uh, are there I mean, ways available to to view it? Because I, I mean, there are ways to. Uh, you can't find them on most of the streaming platforms. So you yeah. usually yeah. have to, except uh, movie, which mm-hmm. uh, which yeah. has a lot of yeah. them. But uh, otherwise, you probably have to look in less legal places uh, and uh, just download the films, or you uh, do what I do, which is buy like uh, DVDs, and then they come months later and uh, at at some cost. But I, yeah. I I enjoy doing that. So yeah, it's it's yeah. kind of uh, you know the. Landscape has changed, like with all the apps that you end up subscribing. Because in the pandemic, you know, I've justified getting a lot of apps for films because you know I had the Tennis Channel and ESPN for cricket and Willow. So every now and then, when I search for a movie, I've uh, I've accidentally gotten like two apps, and then I tried to you know make a promise, okay, let's unsubscribe this. And movie I stumbled upon, I wanted to watch this movie Party, I think the political satire from the eighties. Then, then, I reala- then I realized, like one of the colleagues at work who's really into film, the Italian films and independent films. So yeah. he's like a movie, you know, move, serious movie buff. So whatever he recommends, I usually haven't heard of. And then I told him some good Hindi films. So look, this is a place to be if you want to look some Indian cinema uh, that's of international caliber, or at least I know a little bit of what you may like. So yeah, uh, but he already had movie, but he said, yeah, just give me some names. So I said, start with party. I mean, that's pretty good. And then I recommended, I think, uh, maybe an Asiruddin Shah film. I'm forgetting the name, but yeah. So yeah, this is the age we live in. So going back to, yeah, again, this is a digression that I didn't plan for. But uh, going back to uh, what I know about, you know, your interest in film. So Dev is a film that changed your uh, view towards uh, film watching. It's Amitabh Bachchan, Fardeen Khan film, right? That's what you wrote, you wrote, like a little bit of a review and then... Uh, well, I think it's first first time I kind of uh, I don't know I don't I don't I don't remember if I thought too highly of the film actually. So it it wasn't the film itself, but the the fact that I I came back right after that and I and and I wrote a review in like the next uh, two hours, which the I didn't even have anywhere to put it on. Like I I only started a blog a little later. So uh, I just came and wrote it down like on, on paper and that was the first time I'd done that. And um, yeah, so that uh, that kind of changed things in terms of like I'd never thought of putting down my thoughts about a film. That was the first one that sort of moved me to do that. Hmm, that's interesting, yeah. And again, the rest is organic. So throughout, you know, you were a timeout, right? Before that? I, I was at Time Out. So that was my first uh, journalism job. I was working as a market researcher before that. And then I kind of uh, got bored. And uh, luckily, I, I got hired at Time Out. So I, I started off as a as a film critic there, film and theater. So how has this industry, the space, changed the last 12 years with the OTT platform? And I see you and other critics also. Uh, there's a whole a big menu of items to review. It doesn't... Uh, just go down to the Friday release, what it used to be traditionally. Now you have an international option at, uh, you know, all the OTT services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, and uh, I don't know what else is available in India, but you know, Disney Hotstar and etc. So, so how has that space changed? Like, uh, you know, you don't have to review the latest Ranbir Kapoor film. That's a bad example. He hasn't come in a film for four years, but points yeah. of sand or something that comes on Netflix. So what kind of, yeah, uh, no, it's, what's it's, the operating it's model now? Changed. 
uh, it's it's changed very much like since the time i i started out as a critic and now it's a very different scene um uh, back then you know you you knew that you had your two releases a, a week and uh, uh, or one release a week and you could uh, you could figure out where which one you wanted to do or whether you wanted to to do both of them and everything would be found in the theater like there was basically nothing uh, online and then even when streaming sort of started out here it, it they weren't releasing hindi films uh, online directly that that kind of started a little later in the pandemic uh, uh and uh, now it's uh, now it's come to the point that you really need to make certain decisions okay am i going to review uh, uh films only am i going to do a series series also am i going to do short films am i uh, going to do international uh, non hollywood films uh, am i uh, going to try and just do anything that people are talking about and a lot of critics are making those kind of decisions because the the temptation is to write about what people are talking about so if you know if they're talking about white lotus then you want to you, know, you want to write about that or if they're talking about 83 then you want to write about that but uh, it's becoming impossible now to try and cover everything so uh for me personally i'm still trying to keep a fairly tight focus on films and uh, not go into series i sometimes unbend and do a series from time to time but uh, for the most part i i just stick to films so is there a, uh, again uh, how much of there is a, uh, editorial decision making here or you or guys like raja sen you know, i i follow both of you and try to see what you written recently so one is easy you about at the mint lounge so you won't review chandigarh karyashki you know if you do it he'll do some other film that's a given yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. but uh, how does that work i mean is there any and uh, pardon my lack you know like uh, if i don't know if there are other people doing the same film critic uh, you know uh, role at at the mint lounge so how does that come into play if you say have got uh, say doing english films or like uh, netflix and rajasen is doing like say, say amazon prime and is, is there like division of duties again uh, how how does the, as a unit i mean and and what's the more, what more important what's the relation with the readership do you know the pulse what the mint lounge is looking for like as a readers because i know you are on twitter but you're not as active i think you drop a review drop a line here and there but i'm sure you're busy doing other stuff so combine the two answers if uh, you know in in any way but i th- i just curious how does this business work uh so i i can talk about mint lounge so we usually i mean raja has been doing the column for a very long time now uh and it's a column that looks at at streaming uh, uh streaming content basically so that includes movies and and series but he mostly ends up writing about series and uh, i cover uh the hindi movies that come out and uh, the english movies again i do some uh sometimes raja picks one of those up if they if it's come on streaming directly and um, we have a couple of other writers who also sometimes uh do pieces and reviews for us so it kind of we just kind of work it out on a case by case basis with broad uh, segregation is that uh, raja does a lot of the series and and i do most of the big uh, film releases that come out and uh, yeah i uh, as far as uh, twitter is concerned yeah i i'm, I'm uh, i feel like i'm on it a lot but that maybe i'm just looking at it a lot not really contributing so it doesn't look like i'm there all the time but uh, 
I, I really get uh, I, I really get worried that I'm spending too much time uh, on on Twitter and uh, film and film Twitter is its own sort of weird bubble where people are outraging about uh, uh, you know obscure movies that no one's ever heard of and like perceived slights by other critics. So it's uh, it's it's quite addictive, but in a sense, absolutely you know useless as in no no practical use at all. Yeah, of course, that makes two of us. I spend a lot of time on Twitter and, uh, yeah, I, do, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying this is what you do, but I do a lot of fence sitting in tennis Twitter and cricket Twitter. Because <laughs> I said to, I was on someone's podcast, finally I got invited. So I said, look, it's not like I don't want to comment. I type a lot of tweets and then put back because one, I don't want to offend a fan base or come across as, a, you know, less informed. And then um, I, I quickly realized half-baked half-baked views have no place because, you know, someone's going to find you and challenge you. And then I think it's just, uh, I try to grab the best of both worlds. My retweets are usually endorsements. Yeah, I'm not going to hide behind that, but I also retweet, yeah. like, if someone puts a good tennis uh, stat yeah. or a cricket fact, I'll retweet it. But usually, yeah. Tell so me, tell me something. Uh, between tennis uh, Twitter and, and cricket Twitter, what is the more uh, sane and, and, like, the the sort of better fan you know engagement like which is yeah. which do you prefer yeah i don't know what the algorithm is but i think uh, during the australian open because i was writing i was tweeting more about tennis and uh, i started seeing more tennis on my twitter line and same huh. timeline and same when uh, before that uh, in the pandemic i got more into cricket because i you know old school fan follow india's fortunes in the test cricket and mm. the t20 world cup which i finally got into so that time uh, uh, my you know, my timeline was more on cricket. But as far as sane, I think uh, I spent the time, I've been 13 years on Twitter, mostly active on tennis. I know mm. there's like this, uh, you know, the fan bases, good ones and the toxic and 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 same with cricket. I think uh, if you say something about someone, you get blocked. Like I remember a long time ago, I'm a big Dominic Team fan. So when mm. before I had a podcast, I must have said something about Dominic Team and this... Uh, uh, there was an Austrian account, Bamos or someone. Bamos means like Vamos, like an Austrian. Come right. on. Yeah. So this guy used to retweet or come and on my you know and page and interact. And I must have said something you know comparing to team. And then I clicked on this guy. I say, let's see what he's writing about team. And then I go and say, this guy has blocked you. And I say, what did I ever <laughs> say? So and and that was and that's that's me being like very less. Uh, sport political and never you know mocking a player. And team was my favorite player, so I have no reason why that guy mocked. So I got a pretty good idea. Like right. you know, both uh, the, the the deeper you go into this, anything like film, cricket, food, and then the purest, or then the hardcore fans will find you, and then the more you open your mouth, there'll be a judgment certificate issued. If people like you, they'll you know that's how that's operating model. You know, if you like Federer, Federer fans will club with you. If you say something negative about Federer, the same fans will say oh, this guy has changed. Vice versa, it applies to Djokovic, it applies to Nadal, yeah. and and I see a lot of uh, Kohli and Tendulkar fans go at it. So yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I mean, I mean, I wear the diplomatic and humble hat knowingly because you know I'm in my mid forties. I spend way too much time on it. So uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not giving an answer, but I think uh, the truth is, if you go into any of these genres and any any of these disciplines, you know, and the more active you become with viewpoints, you know, you'll find out pretty quickly what side of the fence people are viewing you on. <clears throat> because mm-hmm. even the great writers, I mean, this guy, you know, like uh, let's stick to film right now. <clears throat> Long time ago, I was reading Raja Sen and Sukanya Verma on Red If This Is Where, the old four-star theory, like, you know, they'll give you a review and also give a star to the film. And a lot of times, uh, you know, fans would say, oh, this guy loves Shah Rukh Khan, you know, how can he give Mehuna like, so many stars or fan 
you know, and then that's the fan base. And then, of course, the Shahrukh army will always say, finally, he's been kind to my guy. So that's how, you know, the operating, you know, the space operates. So do you pay attention when you you put a review out? And uh, do you, because Hindi film, again, uh, has to be a very uh, divided, you know, fan base. Do you pay attention to that stuff? If you've been kind to say Aishman Khurana and we were not kind to Ranveer Singh, does it, does it cross your mind or it's only like... No, I don't, <laughs> no, I don't care. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I'm always happy to uh, going in. I, I always hope that a film will be good. I know that it won't a lot of the time, but uh, that is always my hope. Who wants to see a bad film? No one wants to see a bad film. Like people who are who tell critics that, oh, you know, you're just like you hate every film and, you know, you don't want to say anything nice. Believe me, every critic wants to say nice things about a film because, you know, that I mean, they, you go into this business because you you, you like cinema. So uh, I don't worry too much in about like whether I've panned this actor or this director's last five films or something. If, if the next one is, is good, I'm really happy to say nice things about it and say that, you know, in the past, I may not have liked the person, but I like them now. Um, uh, you mentioned stars. One good thing about uh, about mint lounges that we don't have the stars in in the reviews. I'm very happy about that because uh, those are really difficult. And at some level, even you yourself start questioning that. Oh, you know, I gave this film three stars, uh, but you know, and I'm giving this film which I really like a lot more four stars and you know should I be giving it more and stuff like that but you can't do that it's very difficult to kind of assess films uh, in this way and to compare films across genres across languages uh, in in that way so I'm very happy when I don't have to uh, do the star thing. I think that's a very good shift I don't know like what was the you know reasoning behind for the mint lounge not to do it because that kind of um, I'll only speak for myself so when I was reading, reading a lot of the reviews in the early, you know, 2000, late 2000s uh, on Reddit, and uh, every time you can't watch every movie and I'll read the full review, then I started relating more to Raja Sen's uh, writing and I said, okay, this guy's telling me a little bit about filmmaking that, you know, I can learn and some, some of the stuff I don't understand because I don't go to film school. Uh, but uh, what I would do is if a, if a marquee film came and he reviewed it, I, I kind of knew where he's giving uh, the the plot of the film is somewhat so i'll just quickly skip those paras and just go to towards the end and read yeah. like uh, how say daniel craig was or how you know nawazuddin was and i'll read that part watch the film and then compare i was right. heavily influenced you know like some someone can even say i'm a rajasan fanboy that's fine but i was heavily influenced by his writing and for me the little notes where i'm comparing okay this is how he's reviewed them let me see what i think of the film it took a while i mean i'm not saying you know sometime uh, you know even manola dargis who roots for who writes for the New York Times. I follow a lot of her work, Peter Travers, when I was, you know, reading the Times uh, right. a long time ago. So, you know, these names, I would always Google and say, if there's a film, and I kind of use them as a benchmark. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you've, you've been added to that list, you know, uh, we watched Chandigarh Kare Ashki, but I quickly went to your review. And then, you know, for 83, I was preparing, you know, so uh, these things do play uh, uh, do play a role, but uh, you're right. I mean, the, the stars is something good because it's kind of, already places a bias for the reader. 
right and, yeah uh, and and then that's all they can see somehow it's like whatever you write in the end they're like oh you liked it so much you only gave it three and a half stars why are you doing that so uh, it's it's like it's impossible to really talk in any kind of nuanced way after you've given a star rating so i'm yeah it's i, but, I but like criticism it. is a very tough business because you know like uh you are pretty much giving a Okay, what I'm asking here is uh, just for my own knowledge is uh, in this business uh, because you know so say if you wrote a review two years ago and uh, do you come back sometimes say oh maybe you know my my vantage point has changed this film wasn't as good as I thought one is a test of time and secondly uh, do writers read each other's work to just keep you know a pulse of what's going on and does that sharpen your own toolkit or it's very independent way of thinking you don't you don't look at others work so kind of get a you know validity check because you know uh, what fans would say may not mean anything mm-hmm. because you know we are just we are going with a heavy bias but uh, how does this uh, how does the writer you know view its own work if, uh, mm-hmm. if that's a good uh, for sure uh, i mean at least i read a lot of uh, other writers uh, in india and abroad uh, oh. it um, and a lot of film critics are my friends so i'm i'm uh is uh, there's uh, someone who writes uh, called rahul desai there's another tanul thakur uh, polomidas aditya shri krishna so uh, all of them write about film in in various places and uh, i usually check out what they've had to say about a film after i'm uh, done with my stuff because it's i'm i'm curious also to see whether uh, uh, uh how how they reacted to it because earlier we would a lot of us would be in the same place and we'd actually see it like together and now since we've been scattered for the last two years and everyone's watching alone uh, i i don't uh, we don't really have that chance to catch up in one place after the film and so it's it's nice to see through the reviews what what people thought about it and uh, as far as uh, a film sort of uh, uh, over time your relationship to a particular film especially one which you've written about i uh, i again don't bother too much about uh, whether if a film has fallen in my estimation over time i'm quite happy to admit that you know that I, at, at that time i i gave it like a rave review and then you know later maybe it didn't quite hold up because there is something about film at a particular moment uh in a particular place uh maybe it's just you know something about uh, about the time when you watched it and it was really exciting then uh i i uh, i i'm struggling to find a, a a good example out here maybe la la land which i really like uh when i saw it then and i gave it a very uh, uh, generous review and then later it's not really kind of held up that much in my mind but i stand by w- what i was feeling in that moment which was you know, you know great elation so uh, i i think um, it i think it's film critics don't often like to uh, say that they've kind of uh, change their mind too much about uh, what what they've seen and they sort of stick by that original opinion a lot of the time but uh, for me it's kind of i've started to realize that that's not uh, the way it works like that's not the way film works and not the way memory works you, you evolve and certain films are going to become better at, uh, over time and some films are not and that's just you know what the kind of person you've become basically 
I mean, it's a very, I think that's the kind of answer I, at least I can relate to because, you know, your personal evolution really, really makes, you know, a lot of sense to what you're watching. I mean, uh, eight or nine year old me was watching Marth and all those films and I'm a huge Bachchan fan, but, right. uh, you know, uh, what if Marth came out in 85 and now we are 37 years later. I mean, mm-hmm. I laugh at everything in Marth, but not in a good way. Now I'm saying, okay, what are they doing? Dara Singh stopping a plane and, you know, writing right. uh, with a knife on a newborn's chest <laughs> but uh, on the other hand uh, as filmy as Diwar is because I still kind of maintain uh, that Diwar Bachchan's Diwar is still very relevant it's our taxi driver kind of a thing yeah it's filmy of course it is drama Mera Baap, iske haath pe hai, Mera Baap chor hai, and all that Mere Paas Maa hai. all those are filmy lines but what the writer set out and what the director set out is still holds water it was yes. not trying to be say a parinda or like a satya or a like company because it wasn't as refined it was talking to the audience of the 70s but those lines by Salim Javed are still I think to me it's his one of his best roles and one of the most iconic films so I think the it stands the test of time and you're right you, you know you can always look back because it, even though you're a critic you're a fan of the craft so you can always say oh, in 2015 I like this film but yeah I think slightly uh, different things could have been done and that's that's okay so let's set the premise for this conversation we always you know explore already explore 35 minutes with you so I'm, I'm going to try to set the stage between cricket and uh, films here. The two biggest, uh, you know, passions in the country, uh, arguably. Someone can, of course, say, you know, it's not the mainstream, but I'm from a Hindi-speaking uh, India I come from, and, you know, I went to an English medium school. So uh, when I read a writer like you or, or anyone in the industry, there's heavy use of English language, right? And you said, you know, you got inspired a lot of international cinema. I had to Google those names up. I have zero knowledge. Uh, hmm. My knowledge is mostly English-speaking you know, writers and directors, mainly directors. So when you're writing for a Mint Lounge or any publication, even your own blog, uh, we are English-speaking Indians, you know, like we think in Hindi or it, we think in English, you know, but with an Indian subtext. So it's a, it's a big question, but uh, even the criticism that I see from most uh, fellow fans they say oh this guy or this girl is trying to show off a lot of English language and not giving me what the film is about because a lot of people just think the review should be this person did this and that's a story but uh, when, when you're looking at film and film review craft are you coming from how do I say it can you can you can you dismiss the western sensibilities or you know the writing or the literature you've read uh, how hard it is to compartmentalize you know because uh, if you if you've read a lot of English literature on film, uh, the or film critics and film techniques, uh, does it get in the way when you are trying to review a mainstream Bollywood film? I hope I didn't destroy that question, but uh, you know. Because... No, it's a, it's a, it's a very uh, vital question, and um, I don't know if I have a, a very. Um, Pat answer to this, but uh, I'll, I'll say that for in in my in my own case, uh, for my own uh, kind of uh, ease, I, I try not to worry too much about an imagined reader. Uh, in terms of like what will the like while I'm writing, I'm not trying to imagine how will the reader take this sentence or this word or this term. Um, simply because then that inhibits your writing and you are not making the kind of um, uh, connections and the kind of, you know, you're not expressing uh, things the way that you would to get the point across. 
uh, I think, I mean, I personally do not like jargon heavy writing uh, and uh, academic writing. So I try not to be that in my own thing, but uh, I do like uh, writers who make references say to other films or to other arts or to you know even to real life uh, even within writing film criticism so that is something that i do a lot but i don't know whether that might come across to other people as oh he's just trying to drop like fancy names of things that i haven't heard of into his writing but it's something i enjoy so i do it in my own writing uh, but uh, yeah, you. Uh, I really don't know whether uh, not having you know a, a, a body of of film criticism in in Hindi uh, or uh, uh, that we all uh, access has made our criticism poorer. I'm guessing that it has, but whatever film criticism that me and and my uh, my uh, uh, other uh, other critics of of of, of this time uh, have encountered have all been in English, so yeah, there is that sense of that we are looking at a Hindi cinema, but we are writing exclusively in English. There, uh, I, I think that is inescapable, and yeah, at some level, yes, something may have been lost, some appreciation may be lost, but um, uh, I, I I really wouldn't know actually. Yeah, and, and I don't expect you. I'm just trying to pick your brain because this is a classic reader, uh, you know, reader meets a reviewer kind of a session. And uh, and even look, English speaking spectrum is huge in India, right? I, and I've learned more about India living in the US because in, the New, in New Delhi, I was in the same bubble of friends, you know, doing the same thing back in the 90s, playing cricket, watching mm-hmm. tennis. But when you come outside, you kind of meet people from other cities and, you know, you get a good idea of what India is. And right. I was, uh, you know, kind of ignorant, uh, you know, because, you know, didn't have much exposure outside New Delhi. And uh, in the same way, I think film speaking, at least I'm looking at some of my friends because we talk a lot of film. And again, film criticism is sometimes looked as, you know, very constructively from different guys, you know, or, or girls who've, again, it, like you said, it's who you are as a reader to in that point of time. If you like the reviewer to inform you more by giving cultural or, you know, references from the world of art, if that's not a cup of tea, you want to just get into it. So for, what I see is like English writing film criticism I'm not going to say it's for the elite, but it's just like the film example, like Saf Ali Khan is for the classes and Salman Khan is for the masses. So English, right? Everybody reads English, but people are not trying to get the same out of it. And again, this is not on you or any other critic, you know, because, you know, everybody has so many choices. So that kind of brings to the next topic here, because I'm still trying to set the stage for cricket, is uh, what is the pulse of the film? Because a lot of time people would say, again, people as in readers would say, that uh, how can, say, a film like Tushan, which is one of a very good set, you know, co- comical films of its own time, uh, be good because people expected something with an Akshay or Saf film and they say, oh, this is, you know, atrocious. But how quickly as a writer that you, when you watch film, you know the pulse of the film. Okay, this is what they're trying to do. They're not trying to be serious at all, but this is just... And it's a very fine line because, you know, the fan bases of those mm-hmm. guys will come and either the fate uh, at the box office will be decided if Akshay fans were looking for some sort of film and Tashan is not that film. But as a writer, how quickly do you, you know, uh, realize that this is the pulse of the film? This is what they're, they're not trying to take themselves way too seriously. And everyone in hmm. Tashan, I think, was, was exceptional. But uh, I can get a lot of backlash from the listeners that that's a crappy film and that's fine because, you know, we all have our 
own way of looking at it so mm-hmm. how 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 quickly and how naturally has that come to you when you when you are watching a film you watch a lot so and more importantly is there a pulse of the film something that gets thrown around a lot sure i think um... i think films at least at least good films do have a pulse i mean you hope that films have a pulse sometimes uh, uh, a lot of the hindi films are you you spend a lot of time just finding a pulse uh, but uh, you mentioned tashan and that's uh, that's an interesting one because it's a film that doesn't take itself seriously at all but it's a lot of fun uh, i enjoyed tashan uh it's uh, it's 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 uh, i i think that is a good example of a film that is completely irreverent but doesn't uh, take the audience for granted so that is the i think the distinction i would make that a film that can take itself uh, very seriously uh, but talk down to uh, the viewer and i would rather watch a film or i'd rather praise a film that doesn't take itself seriously but which has some consideration for the viewer and a lot of you know hindi films can get like really preachy and they make a lot of issue films out here and the assumption both by the makers and by a lot of the people you know a lot of the readers also is that you know how can you criticize it we are bringing up such an important so and so issue and and this discrimination is happening and and you you have you know uh, why why you not being kind to it and the the point is that you are doing a disservice to your own issue by making a terrible film about it and you're taking yourself so seriously and you're so holy about it that uh, the film becomes kind of unbearable whereas something like tashan which is just stylish and very silly uh, but knows that it is that and uh, is uh, pretty much looking its audience squarely in the eye and saying that we know that this is what you're here for uh, that is something that i i, I would prefer to a preachy and uh, tedious uh, film about uh, an issue <clears throat> no that's i think uh, it's quite brilliant and it's more brilliant because you know I'm, i like this answer because i could relate to it so so yeah this kind of paves up uh, uh, to the point of like important films right there's a film that came out uh, <clears throat> no one uh, you know no, who who killed was ranim kapoor's film no one killed jessica right that's a film no one killed jessica yeah yeah so again that's uh, not to take away from you know the atrocities of the real life scenario that <laughs> unfolded and <clears throat> and i was not in india but i followed the case if i remember <clears throat> through the news but uh, you know it it was done for the masses and uh, it's an important uh, story that needed to be told you know where <clears throat> uh, you know justice uh, was compromised in the beginning but uh, you know and again i hope no rani mukherjee fans are listening and I, i think that was very way over the top and i think that's the part where <clears throat> maybe i was becoming more of an informed audience because i watch a lot more you know there was a lot more water under the bridge i watched a lot of english films and a lot of tv series there was a golden age of tv i was watching mm-hmm. the wire at that time and you know what not so i kind of wasn't kind and not to the actual incident but i said look you know it was a very important film they could have mellowed it down and rani mukherjee's character was way at the top and then probably it gave uh, rise to mardani which was again an atrocious film You know, oh, those are really bad. Yeah, Mardani yeah. and so, uh, the sequel. <laughs> exactly. So I think that's the point here. Uh, if I'm an advanced uh, audience, no, I shouldn't say advanced, but if I'm advanced in my own evolution, and sometimes I give my view, some of my friends 
and not uh, they think i'm being a snob or i'm trying to like me i'm not making fun of the issue i'm making fun of the depiction on film because they you know important films still struggle in india like the film new york from kabir khan i think you know as a muslim living abroad uh, i was never discriminated but i was here after 911 i was in college i knew how things change here so hmm. they totally ruined a very important moment just because you know they thought they need to tell that story the acting was total bad the characters were poorly written and then uh, the usage of international actors you know the american actors i don't know where they go get their actors that hasn't improved so that makes the film no. least bit real it's just uh, yeah. and then people say oh come on that's a good film and i'm say look it's not my fault if i'm disagreeing or hurting your sentiments but what i've watched in real life and film i have real hard time this is again where i go back to tashan i can enjoy a tashan because i didn't take it seriously and here is a film no one kill jessica and new york they're trying to tell very important tales and they have just such a bad job and i know you're trying to appeal to the mainstream market this is where chandigarh kare ashki is still cookie cutter but it's coming in at a point where they are introducing a topic it needs to mm-hmm. the conversation needs to be had but i'm not you know i don't have any trans friends or, or from that society or i don't know like what their pain points are so are they happy to see that kind of depiction but uh, it was a conversation opener but whereas uh, i think new york was horribly done kabir khan had so much to look as a muslim and as a filmmaker you know fine you don't have to make a documentary but you can't make a mainstream film that bad and he got away with it and people still call that film a good film again sorry if anyone is a big fan of new york but i think it just uh, it the point hit home because uh, i uh, living as a muslim indian muslim living abroad i said no this is not how this kind of film should be made i had so many issues with that film i agree new york just wasn't there as a film and i i don't think kabir khan has ever uh, made a film as good as his first one which is called kabul express uh, set in afghanistan really fantastic arshad varsi is there in it one of my favorite actors and it's it's just a really good film so i think the sets are stage i hopefully in my mind it does uh, hopefully the listeners uh, are thinking i'm steering in the right way because you have a wealth of knowledge so this sets a stage for the for the marriage of cricket and film you know because it just goes hand in hand and i've uh, living in america i've learned uh, even when i watch uh, nfl american football film i i'm you know i'm not a football fan even though i live in new england where new england patriots come from i kind of uh, enjoy the films when i watch something and say okay you know they are telling a story they are keeping you know it's up to me to to you know if i if i've chosen to watch this film to understand the game but they still kept me involved i don't know what college or high school football must have been but you know if i'm watching an athlete's ride they kind of do enough in a mainstream film to keep everyone balanced so as a cricket fan not a film critic uh, how do you think has cricket been captured over the decades i mean i understand you know we've gone gone through like a era where satya basatta was entertainment and kohli was entertainment and now we have bareilly ki barfi as entertainment you know every genre has uh, kind of evolved you know there's hmm. better joke telling and you know it comes at a price of some bad joke telling same similarly uh, we can use the same margin for sports so hmm. let's open this conversation how do you feel as a cricket fan that uh, mainstream hindi film uh, have they justified you know what they've delivered um, they've had the reasons telling the story but uh, floor is yours hmm. what's your journey as a cricket fan through film so uh, first let me just talk slightly in general about sport in in hindi film sports films uh, made made in 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 bollywood 
uh, uh, I think until maybe 20, 20, 22, 23 years ago, the problem was one of technical ability. I think you just need a certain level of technical expertise to do sports well on film. It just does not look good otherwise. You can at the most make like close combat films like boxing and wrestling and all without having, you know, too much technical uh, uh, expertise. But I think for anything that is like a field game uh, and a team game, uh, those definitely need certain, you know, uh, equipment, technicians, uh, certain cinematographers, action coordinators, uh, and those kind of things just weren't there in Hindi cinema. So you just did not see sports films. Uh, you barely, uh, I think you could count like two or three, four, five, maybe before that in all the years. And whenever they did sport on screen, it wasn't particularly impressive. Uh, so uh, I, I think it was when Lagan came and uh, people saw that it could be done well, uh, that was uh, a changing point. And then, of course, Chuck the India came. And then later, recently, we've seen a lot more than, you know, with uh, Dangal and Sultan and uh, Panga and, and so on and so forth. So I think until the, the history of the India, uh, the Hindi sports film, at least, is a fairly short one. It's not a very, uh, it doesn't go much back into the past because, and uh, maybe your listeners will correct me and, and point out some others, but I can't think of too many uh, sports films or even films where sports featured majorly uh, from the past, pre, pre Lagan, say. So that, 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 that's one uh, caveat. Uh, cricket, of course, is, has, has, uh, it, it's weird that it took so long uh, to do a, a cricket film, even given the technical restrictions. There were some, I mean, there were there were films that had cricket before, but they weren't particularly good. There was this Devanand film called uh, Aval Number, mm-hmm. uh, which had uh, Amir Khan also. Uh, <laughs> yeah, terrible, terrible film, terrible film. And uh, yeah, so it, it really kind of, uh, uh, kind of flowered with Lagan. Uh, but there's still, uh, I think, with the exception of Lagan, which is uh, I, still uh, a, a film that I like a lot, uh, so many years later, uh, uh, I don't think that we've really done justice to cricket on film in, in India. And uh, one big reason, I think, is that it's actually, it, it, it is very tough. With cricket, there are a lot of moving parts uh, to capture at at any one time, you know, you, you it's it's not uh, it's not like a boxing film or a wrestling film, which we do fairly well now because uh, it, it, uh, any close combat films, which we've done a lot of actually in the last uh, f- uh, four or five years, uh, and the the fights and all are of reasonable technical ability, uh, uh, t- technically fairly well done, but not. Uh, and cricket is tough because uh, you have to uh, a like there's a whole field to kind of look at even though the action will center at any one time and then the you know the the ball is really small and uh, the trajectories are not easy to match and uh, you have to and the problem is that then the Indian uh, the Hindi films are often on real life figures 
you have uh, ms dhoni or, or or you have the 83 film and therefore the then you have the added responsibility of actually being true to life so you not only have to make the cricket look convincing but you have to make it look specifically convincing like how did uh, dhoni bat in real life so sushant singh rajput has to capture that exactly and uh, so on and so forth so it becomes uh, a bit of a challenge and uh, it's been tough i i i don't know if there's i don't know if cricket has been done really well on film in general uh, uh and uh, india of course is the place most likely amongst all the cricket playing nations to be uh, making cricket films i guess but uh, i don't think they've quite nailed it even now maybe lagan came closest yeah the shahid kapoor film that's coming up uh, i mean portion of it uh, jersey yeah. right it's still not released yeah. yet yeah. yeah i'm kind of yeah. looking forward to it because at least from the trailer the portions of it are appealing it's a story of a guy who couldn't make it right and there's so many of them that's yeah. uh, that's your untapped market you can even make a fictional character a guy who couldn't yeah. play for the delhi or mumbai there's some something happened right he wasn't good enough and you know you could see life through the prism of cricket and you're right the combat and uh like uh, the one on one sports like wrestling boxing you don't need many other players right in cricket you need to like you know, aval number is a great example you need everyone you from your hero to uh, the protagonist to the villain or whoever everybody needs to hold the ball right everyone needs to you know so that kind of work has yeah. evolved sushant the yeah. late uh, you know uh, ms dhoni film you know sushant did a great job you know of uh, doing the dhoni shots because he he yeah. he applied the method you know he spent and he looked like dhoni yeah. in the helicopter yeah. shot and you know whatever his technique yeah. behind so that yeah. that part that that he was great work. but everyone around him was terrible yeah. so they 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 made like they they spent so much uh, effort in making him a convincing dhoni even on the field but everything else uh, about the cricket was absolutely unconvincing so yeah. that yeah. that that there was a problem at least 83 uh, really tried in that sense to make everything like the opposition and india and and the whole match Uh, look as true to the original as possible, which I, I thought was quite an achievement. Sure, eighty three is the reason we are talking. At least inspired me to do. Like I, I found you know I was looking for reasons how to do this, and eighty three was perfect when the trailer released. A lot of people you know had uh, oh this is too melodrama or you know there's too much going on, but it was it was clearly uh, nostalgic. You know one of the greatest moments of Indian sporting history. You know arguably the greatest to set the tone. So they wanted to reach to bigger audience and. the point you made in your review which i also shared uh, with you as a prep to this podcast i said the same to my friend when we were watching when west indies team is in the nets indian guys are sitting there and one guy is giving each and every definition and and i'm glad you know i thought that and you had already written about that when i read about so okay so i'll definitely bring this up you know that's the part where i think they lose i'm not saying it was a bad movie or i didn't enjoy it because i knew where they were coming from what the mindset was but it could have been a coach or they could have been like talking about them in a in a in a meeting room having coffee reading a newspaper this is marshall this is garner and the way it was shown but my friend who i said this look this could have been done better he said but i don't know these guys i'm not a cricket fan i said i get it i'm saying they should still introduce them but not the indian guy sitting on the bleachers bench and madan lal yeah, yeah. giving each oh he's whispering death he's this that just kind of uh, you know robbed me as a as a guy who's in, been invested in you know cricket for 38 years that's where i think i always say they just don't make a cohesive film which is good for everyone you know i'm not saying just make it for the purest and you know the non cricket fans would like it but that's where i think 
as a layman, I think the craft should be inclusive enough of everyone. And cricket is one discipline which should be dealt better with because there's so much literature, there's so much history, and there's so many people you can work with to get the nuances of cricket industry. And part B is, if you have seen Inside Edge, I, I didn't watch after season one. With the OTT platform, everything that's racy and, you know, you use the F word and, you know, all the gallies and swear words, it does make it real. But somewhere, I think the content gets lost because the focus is on them. I'm not saying, you know, when uh, Nawazuddin says, you know, a gali, it, it, I always am a fan of it because it kind of makes the scene more intense. But just saying a gali or a swear word to make it more real, I don't know how to even say it. You're a writer, you probably will understand what I'm trying to say. There is this fine line that, you know, that I've been looking for cricket in films, that either you are for this audience or you're making film for this audience. There's not that marriage where I'm saying, you know what, I'm going to overlook this because they delivered a good package. Do you see where I'm coming uh, from? I I do. And uh, like as a cricket fan, I think we don't get satisfying films. As in you can... Uh, yeah, as a movie fan, I, I would still say that Lagan may not be a very satisfying film for a cricket fan, but it's a very satisfying film for a movie fan. Uh, and it's a good enough film for a, for a cricket fan. Maybe Iqbal also. Uh, cricket is just good enough like in that film to make it palatable for a cricket fan, but uh, not much better than that. But, you know, it's a fairly engaging movie. 83, I thought the cricket was fairly well done. I think probably in terms of accomplishment of showing cricket on screen in a fiction film, I think that is still, I think, the best of what of, of all the films that have come out. But uh, it's just so over the top and eager to please. And it just it, it just um, sort of bears down so hard on 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 these moments. Uh, so often that it's like it, it's it's not like you know there's a crescendo suddenly and then you know you have like normal thing it's just like all the time it's just like crescendo 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 and you can't make a movie like that it's like it's it's, it's exhausting after it's a while highlights basically to, crescendo <laughs> it's yeah it's it's like watching a, a a highlights reel in which like music is just blaring at you the whole time and you know the ending so it's uh, it's it's a weird experience and there's a lot that i liked about 83 but I, I i felt that it kind of let itself down uh, having done so much uh, work in terms of like uh, trying to uh, get the cricket right trying to mimic the actions of uh, and and the batting styles and, and the fielding and the particular moments which it recreated and all i thought i thought it did very well in that uh, no, I, mean, I, I saw a few yeah sorry no, sorry no, just to add to you even the guy who played imran khan when he meets kapil's character that sure. he sounds like yeah. imran that was his classic i mean full, I, full marks there <laughs> yeah I, and uh, I, I loved Ranveer uh, speaking in English as Kapil because if anyone who loves Kapil knows that his English is a very, you know, it's a very distinct thing. There's really no one who talks in English like Kapil Dev. It's it's just his own thing. And he got that so beautifully that, you know, I, I, I really, I think that made me very happy. Like as soon as he started speaking in English early on in the film, I was, uh, I was very pleased that they got that part right. But it's just so when you get all these things uh, correct and and I, I i thought that it kind of lets itself down by 
being so populist and so eager to please uh, that you end up making what seems like a very silly film at times but then the argument would be you had an ingredients of much of a much better film yeah. sure no but i think the counter argument would be it's made for the masses the kabir khan film under a big banner and then uh, you know the actual practitioners of that world cup you know gave their story and uh, look at 10 years ago not even like 20 10 years ago i was still in my mid 30s i would have um, i don't want to say trashed this film i would have been very harsh on it because mm. you know I, i went in looking it's a real life event you could have shown more intricate cricket moments you could have made it for the purists and but i understand not i understand writing better or business better i know they're going for a mass uh, a mass audience and it's mm. a it's a moment to celebrate cricket and I, i got out of the way i still you know i'm going to watch it again when it's releases on the ott platform later this month on disney hotstar i'm going to watch it but uh, uh you know like i i have issues with certain things because you know i don't want to say it was dumbed down but it was pretty clear what they did you know it, it was just more about a celebration the jokes and the lighter moment of course the acting was top notch from ranveer singh and even the other mm. guys you know did a lot of tahir raj basin and all these guys they stepped up and they picked up mannerisms of all these cricketers and some of the yeah. cricketers i won't even say like i don't know uh, you know how some of the guys were because 83 slightly before my time i got into cricket after that but i've read enough about it i've seen enough of kapil and gavaskar in the following years after 87 so i know you know there could have been little more to the film so but it it is what it is you know like you you can't <laughs> you can't hold it against them so that again goes back to the pulse right what we discuss so yeah did you do do you watch trailers as a as a as a reviewer do you watch trailers before the film yeah i i do uh, i do um, i mean i i i find it useful because i i need to know what all is out there so as a rule i just i do watch trailers though of course they give away too much of the film in trailers nowadays so some of my uh some of my fellow critics have have stopped watching trailers they just they don't do it they just find out what films are coming out and they don't see the trailers and uh, the other part i wanted to include here before i forget because again you know i'm going like a kid in a candy store because you're answering these film questions is uh the film that came out of milk uh, bhag milka bhag right even before nasiruddin shah and some other people made fun of farhan athar's body i saw that because i've watched enough sport i'm not a yeah. track and field guy so look he's looking like a ben johnson he's so ripped you yeah. know and first indians were not that ripped if you putting in that much effort someone should have told him milka once didn't look like him and distance runners you know who run slightly longer don't have those bodies those bodies are more about endurance not about speed and you know so yeah you know and then uh, and these all these guys uh, i'm sure he put in a lot of work and i'm sure it's not kind but that's how it was received it doesn't take away from the movie but then if you're making such an epic uh, on one of the most celebrated figures you know how can that kind of detail get overlooked so since you brought up bhag milka there's another i mean Uh, there are again that's a film that kind of has great material and doesn't trust its material in the sense it just goes like way over what is needed when you already have a good story the uh, the thing should be to just try and tell it as straight as possible and not add more things on top of that which is something that bhag bhag milka bhag does and 83 uh also uh, does to an even larger extent but there's one more uh, angle out there with bhag milka which is that uh the uh, idea that you're going to make a film on a, a real life uh, person uh, in milka's case a legendary uh, athlete 
uh, is uh, and uh, with their participation uh, uh, is uh, unfortunately become the standard in in hindi film and uh, i'm i don't think it's possible to make honest uh, good biopics if you have that person giving their blessings to the thing if they want to do it like right at the start and say make whatever you want then it's fine but nobody does that and uh, they're just too respectful in india and that's why we don't make good biopics because we do not have uh, that level of um, i don't know if it's courage or whether we just don't want to upset uh, you know famous people or whether they are scared of being sued or something but they just they make very respectful films and it uh, kind of ruins them you can see that in in ms dhoni uh, you can see that in bhag milka uh, and uh, uh, so on and so forth and uh, Uh, so I, i i think that is again something that the mary com which was the priyanka chopra film where she played mary com uh, a couple of others also all based on on real life uh, athletes and it and it suffers because of that because i and because they have those people as part of you know as part of the film that they've they've taken part even 83 uh, kapil dev as you know turns up in in one scene out there so you know you have kapil dev in your film obviously it's not going to be a film that is particularly critical of certain things that happen and it's going to be like a very rosy sort of view of those of of that person's life and i think that's fairly boring and as a film you know it's it's obviously limiting as as a film thing so this is i think a unique problem that these sport films have and yeah i think it's fair to say right it more than 83 or a cricket film it was still a kabir khan film right again not to upset his fans i think it's uh, it's, it's it's pretty clear that's what it was right because uh, you see his stamp right uh, in yeah, storytelling so. there yeah very and, um, very much so and the other part i think which i was looking when you were responding to this is when you do a film on a you know celebrated person and they have involvement but isn't there a, you know financial angle to it because you know a lot of time the excuse or the reason would be i don't i'm not from the industry i'm a fan paying consumer or we have to you know make it for everyone and then there is the money angle because a big production house is backing it so they want to play it safe and with and that's that's an argument that you hear often even at my level or oh, it's not for just you you know you can go watch youtube highlights just for everyone and everyone means you know they have to kind of uh, uh, speak a language which uh, someone who's not uh, you know 24/7 watching cricket would yeah. and, that, and to me it's a cop out but uh, i think uh, even good writing good film making if you are there it will elevate even the most modest viewer or watcher it, it, you know people are not you know we are not taking people for granted we are taking people for granted they can you know, like you know if you are or raja someone writes and my vocabulary is not good i'll quickly go and make the you know search the meaning which is we learned from you know when we had these dictionaries at home that's how you elevate yourself someone use it and you take it and you can use it so same for film you can show something good and that brings me to the film rush i want to throw that in i have zero knowledge about car racing but when that movie came out i still think it's one of the best sports films of all time not only it kept with the agenda again i'm a probably a discounted audience there because i don't know the nuance of the industry but it was terrific and i forced my wife to watch it and she said i mean 
she said she didn't know what to expect of it she just watched it because you know it was on netflix with me and then she said oh she enjoyed it and that's something that's always missing in our film because it's always you know they are dumbing it down and playing the money angle so your views on rush and you know if you can compare it to what we are lacking which we already said but right no i i i really liked rush as well uh, i i know nothing about racing i don't watch it at all uh, so I, i it kind of i mean i didn't understand the technicality of it but i really just i i, I it was a great uh, it was a great story and it's just uh, it's done so well and i am a bit of a sports film um uh i i'm a very big sports film fan in the sense that i'll i'll watch even the bad ones and i'll enjoy them quite a lot i i'd i'd watch pretty much any sports film that you put in front of me i just i just like the genre so uh, and rush is a good example of i mean it's a it's a good sports film so that i enjoyed that a lot um uh, there was um, tell tell me something uh, uh, how was the the bog uh, versus mckendro film did you manage to see that the one that had shaya lebof uh, yeah, yeah, as as john mckendro was that yeah. any good that's one that i haven't seen actually and i was wondering uh, how how that turned out yeah i think they both uh, carried the essence of both guys uh, really really well and mm. this again before my time bog is such a mystery guy i mean there's footage but you know he was like the first superstar of the sport so i think mm. the film does justice and then they again provide like you know uh, so many details for the geeks like me like how him and his coach would stand on you know like uh, the strings of the racket to you know mm. make the tension what what's right because that time uh, again i'm not giving up for the movie if you haven't seen you know bad manners but i think they just kind of also tell you what the times were so those kind of mm. details are very important like nobody was travel with a personal stringer so people would travel with so many rackets before wimbledon or french open and that right. kind of stuff like you know today makes you appreciate when uh, nadal gives his racket uh, to the chair to get strung i think the record time is 18 minutes within 18 minutes mm. the racket would be back to him and most guys mm. bring 8 to 10 rackets so that kind of detail is good and uh, even someone like uh, you know who who my friend or my wife who's not into tennis as i am if i'm watching them they would say what's going on here why are they doing this so you can quickly pause it or maybe after the movie discuss and they will walk away wow they gave a nuance which was not hard to understand but at the same time if you look for it uh you know it, it does make sense and uh, bog versus mackin was the most iconic match you know like before the mm-hmm. federer nadal rivalry came you know they still were mm-hmm. the two talked about matches at wimbledon mm-hmm. and of course some of the matches djokovic has played but uh that's uh, i don't think they because i didn't live that era but what i've heard of that match through so many accounts i think it, it delivered at a very, very very high level it doesn't leave you looking for more it educates you it entertains you and it answers few questions that you didn't have so i think to me that's you know again and in tennis in us uh, uday is like a very inferior cousin if you had a big family get together mm-hmm. you know the first few cousins the first few guests are football baseball hockey huh. Huh. uh and basketball and then there'll be mm-hmm. nascar and golf So when I came to US I thought everybody knows tennis. So I went to a community school which is like you know you not your typical big state schools. So huh. my first day was after uh, Pete Sampras has beaten Andre Agassi and I'm trying to make small conversation in cafeteria. And I was surprised that a lot of people I talked to didn't know what the US Open was and more importantly people don't know who Boris Becker was who was my absolute favorite. So wow. I quickly realized tennis is not what you see on TV. Uh, like US uh, is not what you see on TV like you know watching Bruce Willis films you come here and live in New Hampshire and Boston even the Boston is a cosmopolitan it's nowhere near what you've seen in you know some of the films that I've seen on TV 
and uh, you know that again that's the thing about mainstream you come to us yeah. and expecting something and then you also hear us people expecting something of india right and i said no india is not that at all so you know there's a casualness about everyone uh, tennis yeah. doesn't find a big big space here in in america you can go to the us open and think it's the most popular sport but yeah. if you live in certain pockets you know people play tennis people know tennis again i don't know if i'm di- di- digressing here but the biggest pet peeve is a lot of american media i used to call wimbledon as wimpleton it, it was an espn and sports center and guys like andy rodick have made fun of it because you know they're american yeah. and it's like guys come on it's like premier event it's not wimpleton or wimpleton it's there is no t and there is no p it's wimbledon wow Yeah, that's amazing yeah so uh, surprisingly there was a good tennis documentary uh, made here um, was it late last year or no, early this Mahe- year mahesh and uh, leander yeah 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 did uh, did you see that yeah okay uh, i was not hoping to talk about it because you know again i'll say something that people you know may find offended documentary was good but uh, leander pays you know i don't know this guy gets away and says things that don't make sense like uh, i even googled you know where the final was played the documentary hmm. says the championship match at wimbledon 99 the men's doubles was in court 1 and this guy right. keeps saying center court and royal box there's no royal box on court 1 right yeah so he's another guy like he this is where classic you know like we can hold kabir yeah. khan uh, we can accuse him of showing the real stuff in a different light this is a real practitioner why yeah. are you yeah. saying this? this is your most celebrated moment why are you saying man mahesh Uh, hit that serve. The ball was in the sky until it yeah. landed in the royal box. It's not the royal box. And I put like I took screenshots and sent to like no name some tennis writers and former tennis players. I I said, look, why is this guy doing it? He said, I would not make a big fuss of it. I said, yeah, but if I score a hundred of the MCG, I won't say it for I was the SCG. Absolutely, yeah. And and, and the documentary says when they're talking yeah. to each other, it says court one outside. Then they say Leander speaking. Then they say Mahesh speaking. They show footage of the match. Yeah. So again, you know, like call me like you know a grumpy old uncle, but you know, like uh, no, no, I've met him. In, I've met him in real life. I've seen you know he's he's a very charismatic figure, but uh, yeah, he's also someone who will make a good story even better when there is no need for it. But, he uh, <laughs> yeah, that that much came through. Also, I I liked how they kind of shot it like a and and uh, kind of edited it like a relationship drama. as in yeah. they they yeah. get like like leander would speak for like 5 minutes straight like talking 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 and then bhupati would say like two words and then it would cut back to pays and then back and back and forth back and forth and as they break up it's almost like they're talking to like a therapist and they're doing yeah. like couples therapy so i yeah, i thought that that bit was quite nice and um, and it was pretty tough on both of them considering that both of them said that yes we'll participate in it i think neither of them comes off like very well as in at least compared to i think the way sports people usually come across out here which is like they give like they really have uh, very um uh, worshipful uh, portraits out there i think this was maybe closer to life though i'm sure they must have uh, made mistakes on a lot of details like the one that uh, you mentioned no and i think first we have to give kudos i kind of you know started off the wrong foot like first it was great that they bought you know these two guys with like huge alpha egos leander especially and you know they're both still active in the indian tennis scene you know mahesh bhupati was i think the davis cup captain if he still is or not you know the and leander probably will have a say in in an administration every now and then so first of all to ag- have them agreed and do i think it's not easy but you're right in the end it was more like a 
it was more like an end that didn't exist like they chest pumping and you know like like somebody created a riff and uh, that's again the whole indian angle even though i'm indian you know like we want drama but we also same time don't want to own our mistakes but i did walk away knowing more about mahesh bhupati like you said he spoke briefly two words here one sentence there the only takeaway was you know i didn't know much about his stance on this because he was a man of few words but in this whole documentary in the six episodes seven episodes he was the more consistent one he gave his piece and there was a lot of time there was like uh, silence that he didn't know and that's how documentaries are leander yeah. spoke way too much on a podcast that he's kind of i think i got he was explaining more than what actually happened because you know right. your job is to say you know hey he didn't meet me at the airport he took a flight with his coach boom and then you just shrug your shoulders and move and then he's saying oh, someone is doing this and and that's yeah, totally yeah. under i mean but, like uh, if you follow but that's career, also quite revealing i think of of the person like i think i yeah. like you can tell why they fell out just yeah. just by the way they're speaking you can say okay fine these two people that at some point they were definitely going to split it was like there is a there is a mismatch there is at some point there has to be friction with two mm. people like this will we ever see a t- documentary on you know the slight fallout between dravid and dulkar ganguly never because cricket is so huge and they all never. are so handsomely played yeah. they will never want to open up you know about that never. you know but Chance we've seen like is. you know there is the friction that exists you know like it's just pretty clear that yeah. it's not what it used to be so let's yeah. we are coming up for time i mean uh, uh, thank you for doing this but a uh, couple uh, you know parting thoughts So when you revisit any film or any what are the best sports films I mean is Chuck they make the list I'm not a big hockey guy it's more a Shahrukh Khan film still I I hate to disappoint the listeners I don't think he's mm-hmm. a Kabir Khan he's still Shahrukh in that film and uh, and uh, and what's the other film we talk about Iqbal is a great cricket film of of its time mm-hmm. does it hold water mm-hmm. till now or you yeah. kind of see it as okay it was then it was step forward but not the ultimate step how do you look back at some of the films in Uh, so i don't have many hidden gems out here because there really haven't been that many uh, sports films and there definitely haven't been that many good sports films i guess uh, you know your uh, i like lagan i like ikbal a fair amount i'm not a huge fan but yeah, i i do like ikbal uh, chakde i like quite a lot though again it's aged a little bit uh, off and you can see a bit of the the creases now uh but it's still a fun film and i think it's really it's really well written and it's like it, it is a nice uh, it, it, the the character that sharuk plays i think is probably one of his more uh it's one of my favorites of his so it's um, i i do like that film quite a lot maybe the first half of dangal uh, was uh, uh, was pretty good i think before amir kind of takes over the film as long as the film was concentrating on the girls i thought it was a, a i thought it was a stronger film and then they kind of make amir like a big deal in 70%. the second half and then it kind of goes off the rails but i thought the wrestling was done exceptionally well in that film though i know nothing about wrestling so i maybe wrestling fans will tell me it's not convincing but to me it seemed uh, uh, like it was done really well <coughs> and uh, uh, there's a salman khan uh, wrestling film called sultan uh, in which the sports bits are done terribly but the film itself i like quite a lot it's a very uh, again very massy sort of film but i thought it hit the beats really well and it has something like a uh, you know very moving performance by salman khan which is uh, <laughs> quite rare 
so uh, I, I like that quite a bit. Uh, it's not a Hindi film, but there's one that I would really recommend that anyone who hasn't seen it should check out. Tamil film uh, called Sarpata Parambarai. Uh, it came out last year. Uh, it's uh, it's a boxing film, a period film, uh, uh, and uh, absolutely brilliant. I think it's probably the best Indian film that I saw last year. Maybe one of the best films that I've seen in a couple of years out of India. Uh, absolutely fantastic, huge, sprawling sort of narrative, bringing in a lot of uh, uh, the 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 caste uh, issues and the politics of the time, and uh, a lot of different things. But basically, the story of a boxer who kind of comes up. uh from uh, from from the bottom and sort of uh, becomes really popular in 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 chennai and um, yeah that's a film i would really recommend people check out if they haven't seen yet sure that's a good time i'll put that on my list i enjoyed mukkabas too i think that's a film that came out a few years ago yes yeah mukkabas also uh, quite an excellent film i'd forgotten about that but yes and uh, i uh, again don't watch any boxing but that i thought it was technically quite sound and uh, really uh, out there in terms of its politics and in terms of sort of capturing uh, uh, india as it is without you know pulling any punches uh, is there an ideal wish list or ideal kind of uh, cricket film that you would like to see as a cricket fan and a film critic i mean what is your perfect mesh of marriage i mean <laughs> i think the um i mean uh, one that's already been made or like uh, on on something uh, on something or any issue i mean if you like as a fan if you would like to see something like a i'd like to see i think um, on on sachin centuries in sharja if we could have a film set during that time uh, I, i because that is like the most exciting uh a <laughs> uh, moment of my childhood i think those two centuries that he, he scored then during the second during that uh, de- the desert storm uh and uh, but i've I, i'd be scared to watch a film uh, in which they have someone playing sachin so i'm actually i i don't really know whether i even want them to make it uh, so uh, yeah but i guess if there was a moment that i'd want to see done then it would be that I hope they don't make it like the film called Azhar. That was a terrible, terrible film. I mean, ah, you've right seen up. Azhar? Yes. What a terrible film! Yeah, and I was an Azhar fan growing up till that unfortunate, you know, events you know happened. It left a big scar. But yeah, I mean, I still watched it, and I'm saying, okay, you could have done so many things better here. There was a chance of redemption, film-wise, personal choice-wise. You know, the less the said, the better about that film. Yeah. So, uh, concluding question: <clears throat> the floor is yours. Uh, if you want to share any. any writers you read on films and cricket who are your favorite writers you know that uh, listeners here can learn you know from some other voices uh, whose work do you follow uh, in film film business and cricket business mm-hmm. okay so film i uh, i read david thompson uh, and uh, there's an american writer called jeffrey o'brien i read him there's another uh, american writer called gary giddens um uh amongst like regular critics i don't know i read uh, stephanie zakrek and ao scott and just like uh, most of your normal uh new york times and and uh, the new yorker writers i i read brody and uh, anthony lane so uh, 
and uh, for cricket it's uh, i i read uh, pretty much whoever right whoever's writing the big stories in cricket monthly uh, which i i really like that uh, they do some uh, great stuff and uh, uh, gideon hay of course uh, uh, great to read him sharda ogra i, I love reading her stuff and uh, otherwise i just like whatever is being whatever's coming up Uh, and people are sharing i i tend to read those right oh, that was wonderful chat time flew by thank you very much uday and uh, i hope you know i can find another reason to you know extend another invite somewhere down the road on this uh, cricket podcast to talk more film and cricket but this was uh, quite education for me some validation and lot of learning i hope the listeners enjoy and i hope i didn't waste your time because you know my questions were like uh, not always very straightforward i kind of have a lot to say and what comes out is sometimes uh <laughs> what i'm thinking is not like very direct question but i apologize but thank you and i enjoyed every bit of it uh thanks so much sir i really enjoyed myself